shining light for me throughout my Ayurveda career. He was there uh, with me in the first class uh, that I attended of Ayurveda. So in the first year, he took uh, subjects. In the second year and third year, so throughout our BAM study, he was there as a guiding light. Uh, so I welcome Professor Gurajar sir to this session. Yeah, thank you, Janardhan. Thank you. Yeah, so getting right into the topic of today, uh, we, we were about to discuss regarding a recent research article which came up, which put a question mark on Guruji. So the title of the article was, a research report was, that herbal immune booster induced liver injury in the COVID-19 pandemic, a case series. So it's not kind of a research study, it was just a case study of six patients. So it came really in a time and place in India where everyone was behind using Ayurveda Kada for, for the prevention of COVID-19. And for the most part, it, the, these Kadas, these herbal teas that the Indian household people were using was in fact very effective. That's, that's one of the major reasons why, you know, in the first wave of coronavirus did not bother us much at all. But suddenly there is an article and there is a, you know, there's a buzz around that, oh, now Guruji can, cannot be used. Anyway, because it is coming as a research case study, we have to respect it. How much truth is behind that, whether it really causes any uh, ill effects or not. Dr. Guruja sir is there with us, so he will guide us regarding this. Over to you, Guruja sir. Thank you. Uh, regarding that, uh, whatever the study were claimed to be, that is uh, six patients, those who have taken uh, Guduji Kada or Giloi Kada or uh, decoction of that, they ended up in uh, liver injury. It is an absurd statement and it is uh, malicious. You cannot have uh, such a drug, uh, such a wonderful drug causing any injury. The reasons are Guduji is not a new drug or a new repurposed drug for the COVID. And regarding this particularly, the six patients, the whatever the data they have been providing is not having any sufficient background of science here. The reason is we don't know or they don't disclose whether those six patients were suffering from only COVID. Later they took CADA only and they end up in due to cell injury or liver, liver cell damage. That is not the case here. The reason is we don't know or they don't disclose whether they are suffering from any comorbidities. That is a one point number one. Second thing, the CADA or whatever it is being prescribed, it's not known whether it is prescribed by an Ayurvedic doctor or whether they made themselves. Here, a lot of issues are there to be understand. Before claiming whether these drugs are going to cause any damage, we need to understand certain things. Basic thing is, identification of the drug. Who identified them for this is a particular Guduchi and we don't know whether they have taken Tinospora cordifolia or Tinospora crispa. We don't know whether they have taken cordifolia, Tinospora cordifolia stem or other bark, I mean um, leaf or anything like that. And we don't know whether these people have consumed volume based, you can say that uh, dose dependent, whether they have taken much more doses when compared to the normal. We don't know all these things and even they didn't reveal all these things in their article. It is just a mere observation and a coincidental things. Most of the, what I observed in that article is, it is very clearly stated, it is a malicious attempt by the, the other community 
when suddenly uh, in the population any herb or any drug from the ayush system or ayurveda gains a popularity totally they will try to uh, suppress the population to acknowledge in a wrong way that should not happen a scientific mind should always have a scientific approach here they have very clearly uh, tried to malign the guduchi i don't accept that guduchi can cause this a problem because guduchi is not a new drug which has been used it is used since ages time unknown it has been in study and it is been used and it is used for multiple reasons not only for uh, viral disorders it is used for fevers it is used for skin diseases it is used for uh, arthritic conditions it is used for gout it is used for many 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 conditions so in such a thing we should not straight away blame any drug in a scientific domain and put forth to the public domain that this is going to cause an injury when same public domain or social media or the google or anything with the social search engines so if you find a lot lot of supporting articles and peer reviewed journals also quoting that guduchi is one of the important drug which has done liver cell protection so when a drug is causing a liver cell protection and hepatocyte damage is been blocked by these drug use then how can the same drug will cause a injury so this is a very absurd statement from the uh, people who have put forth these article into the public domain i don't agree with this this is the basic thing second thing is guduchi has been named in ayurveda as amrita a, a drug by the name amrita amrita means nectar it is going to support the body tissues in every respect and such a drug cannot cause a injury and it is falls under the category of vichitra pratyarabdha dravya in ayurveda this is a very typical drug uh, guduchi it has got kashaya tikta rasa as its uh, taste but it has uh, in a domain of such nature it should be having shita virya but it is ushna virya dravya and such a dravya should end up in kaduvipaka but it has a madhuravipaka so such a type of uh, versatile combination of rasaguna viryapaka that panchapoti conception is there inside this drug and that's why it is one of the important tridosha shamaka dravya and this drug particularly guduchi is going to help in lot lot way and it is one of the rasayana dravya so such a rasayana dravya tridosha har dravya cannot cause an injury to the liver this is totally an absurd statement it cannot be accepted and doesn't hold any scientific validity um, and there is also this uh, point regarding the self medication that people do uh, that is one point also uh, i will cover that later but uh, because in the like i said in the first wave when the corona virus was causing a ravage across the world india kind of survived and you know it is very natural and kind of traditional custom in every household of india that we take one or the other kadas and this guduchi is known almost to everyone it's kind kind of a common herb many people uh, you know grow the plant of, for the beautification of the house so everybody start started using it so just out of right out of nowhere taking a case a case study of just six people and publishing it it it, it kind of a an act of irresponsibility uh, to come up with that but net effect of such a research study will be bad on the public that you know people will be confused suddenly they may start they may stop taking this guruji which is helping with the immunity helping them to you know kind of prevent uh, covid or at least to minimize the infection so 
the net effect of such an research article will be very bad on the general public definitely there is another point they didn't uh, disclosed in that study is whether these people who are uh, taking said to be taking uh, guduchi kada whether they are taking only guduchi kada whether they are not taking any other medications that they are not disclosed they might have used even the synthetic some drugs prescribed from the western medicine that is not disclosed and moreover they didn't establish that the liver whatever the liver cell injury has taken place which is due to guduchi how they established it it is very absurd to say that it is due to guduchi there may be n number of reasons for that establishment of damages and that that damage might be due to even virus that damage may be due to the comorbidities and that damage may be because of the pre-existing condition or that damage may be due to the uh, concurrent use of synthetic medicines so many many things are there but they didn't disclose that but simply blaming on guduchi it is not all acceptable because guduchi one of the important synonyms or a name for that is amruta a amruta type of drug a rasayana that elixir type of drug cannot induce a damage to the any tissue in the body and guduchi is one of the drug which has a versatile the saptadhatus all the tissues of the body so when such a condition is there how can a drug with such a nature or a such an activity when cause a disease or injury that is not at all acceptable and another thing regarding the you know self medication uh, with guruji or any, any other herb uh, i mean i am of the opinion that any herb to be taken by any person better that the public takes that under the prescription of a, a certified ayurveda practitioner so so that you know the right dose the right usage of the herb everything is considered the the dose of any ayurveda product whether it is guruji or otherwise uh, depends on many factors such as the strength of the uh, uh, strength of the herbal tea and the age of the patient and uh, overall body immunity and the underlying conditions of the patients so it it really becomes very important for the general public to consult an ayurveda practitioner and then take guruji or any other herb for the purpose of prevention or to treat any disease sir the another reason is in olden days these type of uh, drinking kadas or uh, decoctions prepared at household these are things it is a age old and household practice but in the middle there was a lot of issues maybe people are not exposed properly to these other things these practices have been become totally in an old outdated so many of them were in a not in a condition to understand how to prepare a kada how to prepare what and what uh, the dose all these things and simply the immune booster so everybody started using it so that may be another reason we should be very clear when we don't know how to do what to do it is better you consult an ayurvedic doctor take a help of him get the prescribed dosage understand how to make it learn how to prepare it then take a proper doses along with proper anupana that is one of the important thing in ayurveda so um, simply without all these things blaming a drug is of just out of um, that small things has been blown out of proportion so i don't agree with this um, what the presentation i made the six people that due to liver injury because of the guduchi it is totally a nonsense thing 
So sticking with Guruji, uh, because I know that you, you are you know a very busy Ayurveda practitioner and uh, uh, especially being your student while uh, while studying BMS and even after that continuing uh, your guidance. I'm really a big uh, appreciator and a fan of your choice of medicines for particular diseases. Can you please tell us uh, main Ayurvedic medicines that you use, which contains Guruji and where you primarily use them. See, the well, important thing is Amrutharista, one of the important preparation which we use it for lead varieties of fevers. Then we have got Amrutadi Gugulu in various types of skin conditions. Then we have Panchatikta Gugulu um, and Panchatikta Kashayas which also contains certain uh, Guduchi and even we have Guduchi Sattva which is extensively used for various uh, diseases of particularly related with um, uh, Jwara and uh, fever type of type of things and we have got um, uh, Guduchi Ganavati a direct um, uh, concentration of the Guduchi, Guduchi Kwata and it is also been used in uh, and even uh, Ganavati is also used in uh, gout, gouty arthritis so like this Guduchi is one of the wonder drug which is used in extensive conditions and even this Panchatikta Kashaya is also used in liver disorders so I cannot understand that how they can claim that Guduchi has caused a liver damage it is totally absurd and uh, so we'll wrap that uh, part uh, regarding the Guduji and next we'll be taking a kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, kind of a question that has come to us the question reads Please do not consider this as a rude question. I am genuinely interested in the answer. Many Ayurveda Vaidyas know these Rasayana or anti-aging medicines, but they, they prescribe it. It's very hard to see uh, any Ayurveda practitioner living beyond 100 years. So this, uh, to give a context, these Rasayana or anti-aging medicines such as Champrash, they are given for anti-aging purposes to, uh, to improve the lifespan of uh, uh, people. But, uh, the questioner here is asking, you know, why don't we see many of the Ayurveda practitioners themselves living healthily for beyond 100 years? So, I mean, I can right away give one exception for this uh, honorable late Vaidya PK warrior who, who crossed 100 years and unfortunately who, who left us uh, just last week. He lived for 100 years. You know, why do Ayurveda doctors do not live for 100 years, Guru Rajasa? See, it's a very interesting one. Terms which are used it doesn't exactly literally mean the same for example when we while preparing some medicines sahasra puti it is said shata puti it is said it doesn't mean that it is a hundred times or thousand times it is much more near to that so it is not exactly the same number this is one point one second thing presently we the people of uh, who knows the practice of ayurveda and they are practicing ayurveda and living the ayurveda they doesn't totally follow all the principles laid down that is another point even though we have known the ideas we know the um, what you call the rules and all those things and if you might have observed that in Ashtanga Vridaya first chapter itself very clearly says one who wants to have a longevity of life should always follow the principles laid down in Ayurveda without any hesitation and without any disrespect or deviation from it but presently we are living in such a society and such a era there will be many many factors which is influencing our day-to-day -day activities and day-to-day -day life moreover 
we all have inbuilt a bija that is for the utpatti of our self everybody will have a pre prescribed or a predetermined destiny not everybody will reach to that for example we know that there are plenty of diseases all diseases will have due to some sort of causative factors but when we talk about certain disease even the modern medicine they say this is sporadic we don't know what is the cause so like this and sometimes it may be hereditary and it may be multifactorial so here also a living 100 years by any person is multifactorial there are multiple issues which influences a person's life span like while at the time of his birth he may be having many other bhavas you might observe pitrija bhava matrija bhava satvija bhava satvija bhava all these things they all influence a person to live for certain time of period without any diseases so it doesn't mean that by simply simply following rasayana therapy or something something like that it is not so so living 100 years a disease free 100 years or a quality life is due to the multifactorial effect and which includes many 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 factors in even including the psychological stress or emotional backup social attachment so many things so all these things are there uh, we are just going away from uh, what do you call uh, psychological stress relieving going like going to temple or uh, praying all these things people will question optimism or even they don't believe in uh, god and all those things so they all claim these been the vent areas created by our ancestors to release our stress so that we were just missing it so all these things will cause a lot of early damage of the body tissues so we need to entertain or we need to understand that there are certain issues and it is multifactorial it is not simply just by consuming rasayana one can live 100 years it is not as such so simple so it is vyakti bala and even the yoga bala and the bala which we proclaim at the time of our birth so it is due to the various factors in yeah so one point that you talked about shata is uh, very important there some flower may be explained as like shatapatri or shatadala or even in the context of shatadauta gruta also shatadauta gruta is considered as 100 times washed ghee so there the commentator clearly explains that it's not exactly like 100 to to explain it as like many times the word shata is used or the word sahasra is used but it is our common desire that we uh, live for 100 years but 100 year living 100 years is is not kind of a, you know the benchmark or the ultimate goal and also it's is very hard for an ayurveda practitioner to follow all the rules of uh, dinacharya exactly prescribed Uh, for example i have seen many ayurveda practitioners who will be running to the clinic right in like 6 6 am or 7 am early in the morning to conduct vamana or nasya procedure on his patients where ideally he should be sitting at his home his home doing nasya on himself or doing self massage with ayurveda herbal oils so what is ideal to be prescribed is very difficult for an ayurveda practitioner to follow or follow on himself and uh, so that could also be a contributing factor even along with that if you observe that every prescription of uh, rules and regulations what laid down by ayurveda acharyas in earlier days which is in a very typical setup 
which we are living in a 21st century in an entirely different setup we are not living in forest we are not living or eating what they are they used to eat and if you observe very clearly particularly in while the context of chavana prasha acharya chavana are prematurely has become old due to gramya vasa it is said a very typical thing we are not following the brahmacharya we are involving in gramya vasa and we are not eating such a quality food what our ancestors used to eat so and with just simply by using some that our lifespan will increase to 100 it is a multifactorial and we need to understand that we need to build such a connection among all these things from very beginning from the dinacharya rutucharya ratricharya and everything has to be in line along with that achar rasayana sadvrutta these are also very very important and relieving the stress all these are very very important so multifactorial things are there that's why many times many things unable to control by the stress or even maybe demand so like that so not uh, always uh, have a ayurveda doctor should live to 100 years it, it is expected but not always anticipated and it, it cannot be claimed as such yeah a comment has come from uh, mr tarana yadav he says ayurveda has to be blended with modern times and instead of living of 400 years it should be more about healthy living disease free life with ayurveda principles blended with modern lifestyle uh that's very true in air pollution air water food pollution undermine longevity assess mr srinivasan mental health should also be considered it can also be ignored very valid point uh, there as well going to the third question there is this is typically indian problem that uh, we are discussing of uh, elders in the family asking us asking the youngers in the family to overeat so we are living in a time and age where over nutrition has become a big problem so here the question uh, questioner asks sir i want to do intermittent fasting i want to have limited uh, limited food intake because i have read in many places that excessive eating has been linked with early aging but my mother does not allow me to eat less she always thinks that you know she she doesn't feel like she is really feeding me if we if we are under eating so i i personally have experienced this and we have like big festivals or whenever uh, and i remember from one of your lectures that you know we used to take previously in ancient times we used to take sweets or extra delicious foods only during festivals but now just with a call on zomato or swiggy those dishes can be uh, served to us so for the majority of the world i mean there is this uh, undernutrition malnutrition problem uh, that is maligning the world i'm not denying that but for the people who can afford they are not able to control their eating habits and that is causing a lot of problems are your thoughts on that sir please? so definitely that's what we call as adhyashana there is a very clear concept that is adhyashana anashana mithyashana what should be eaten we are not eating it how much should be eaten that is overtaken so very clearly it is said hitabuk mitabuk shutabuk so aruk be taken in a little quantity it has to be taken in little quantity even the water may be the taste and however may be the thing but unfortunately we are many a times we do 
violate these principles so when we violate this adhyashana definitely it leads to lot of other things and doesn't mean that if all my food contains all the nutrients required our body my body is able to take it up no i need to have a proper agni if agni is not proper then our all nutrition will go in waste nothing will happen no nutrition will be absorbed so we have we need to maintain the agni that's what our acharyas have very clearly mentioned agni is very important and that's why it said mandagni is the root cause for all the diseases so we need to have a proper agni if agni is good then definitely we can eat properly and anybody who are eating it, it it has to be taken in such a sense that it is not because of somebody's pressure or something like that we need to take it as per our bodily requirement our stomach will tell us what to eat how to eat how much to eat and we should listen to that you can observe a small child eating the food mother is trying to feed then if it is hungry really it opens the mouth and takes it but once it is filled it won't allow it turns its face in uh, elders this is the problem we don't know where to stop we need to stop somewhere that we should know our limitations but definitely adhyashana will ruin the life because adhyashana will lead to excessive metabolism in the body and excessive metabolism will always bring about a lot of oxidations and changes in the body and these accidents will going to cause the problem that's why our acharyas are very clear and even our ancestors were very clear in their ideology of doing uh, total anashana i mean uh, upavasa particularly on ekadashi uh, every 15 days once and that is the reason and uh, even uh, it has been nowadays established that continuous fasting for 72 hours even uh, kill the uh, cancerous cells in the body so this is uh, one of the important uh, criteria that uh, the, our acharyas and our ancestors were used to follow and they had all the science background for this but unfortunately we missed those science links uh, we are just sidelined it but unfortunately that is a truth the science behind that that adhyashana will going to cause damage and it is not the malnutrition it is the agni which is responsible if our agni is proper then the nutrition will be picked up by the agni yeah, especially you told uh, regarding the children it is very common for ayurveda practitioners to get child patients with mothers telling that the child is not eating at all but the child will be gaining weight as per his chronological age the weight gain will be there but mothers will be kind of not satisfied about the eating habits though the child is eating as per his requirement so it's really a over love we can say over love problem of the mother rather than the actual problem being there no another reason is um, we have seen that uh, patients particularly the mothers they feel that their child should be plumpy uh, it should be round round it should be plumpy and such a thing is there then it is healthy so that is a basically a wrong concept the child should not be plumpy it should be appropriate to the age and it should be very active consuming and he is asking at that time that he needs some food his agni is very good and accordingly he is taking allow the child to eat according to agni definitely if he is hunger then definitely it will take in a right sense so we don't need to push it a bit maybe for even younger children or even for the elder generation or to the anybody but in the middle ages where there is dominance of agni will be more 
So whatever the even the mitya hara radhyashana whatever been done, it gets somewhat digested and uh, downgraded by the dominant agni. But it is not so in case of a child as well as in case of an elder. So that should be. So adhyashana should be always be restricted. Adhyashana should not be done. Adhyashana will leads to a lot of issues. Even all metabolic disorders are due to. adhyashana it may be any endocrine related it may be thyroid it may be diabetes or it may be even pcod whatever it is we are nowadays facing uh, most of them are due to overeating and more nutritious things we are pumping into our system that should be blocked so the first question that has come is can tulsi be taken daily definitely tulsi can be taken daily in uh, particularly yogic practices every day while preparing the teertha we go for the abhyanjana of the idols of the deities uh, we try to prepare that and in the all the holy places you might have seen that tulsi is been kept there and a few leaves of tulsi every day consumption is good and it is going to help us in many ways it won't cause any problem only thing is that a person one who is dominantly pitta character and is prakruti is pitta then there may be some irritability on few days later continuously when he starts consuming tulsi after few days he may develop little bit of irritation that should be kept in mind and that's a indication to stop for some time otherwise consuming tulsi is always good and many people consume it uh, for the maintenance and uh, even for the teertha prasadam and all those things tulsi has been put as a routine practice uh, enhancing the anti viral activity of tulsi and anti kapha activity of tulsi and it is good nothing to worry this question had come previously from one of the readers so he saw a tv show in which a big celebrity told that if you chew tulsi leaves there will be mercury in tulsi leaves which is going to hurt the health is there any truth in that sir no it is there is no such truth and uh, we don't find any reference saying that uh, mercury is present inside the leaves of the tulsi if a tulsi is been grown ground which is already contaminated with mercury then there is already possibility and it is not the only tulsi any plant grown in that area contaminated area using contaminated mercury contaminated waters but people have a lot of issues with the mercury but they don't know mercury is one of the wonder drug of ayurveda which has been subjected for lot lot of shodhana procedures or purification procedures later only it has been subjected for using and we have got lot of nano medicines these nano medicines are nothing but combinations of herbal minerals and they are been subjected for astadash samskara and so many things and they are so minute and they penetrate the body and they won't stable stay in the body but they facilitate some action inside the body pharmacological action and they leave the body so having a fear of mercury is of no use because mercury has been in use since ages in india we are using it in medicine yeah i mean the mercury contamination as mr sinivasan has pointed out is not just limited to any herb or any grains even the fishes are affected uh, with many matter disorder yes it's true yeah another question uh, same with the tulsi roots not in the, in the chat is that many people fear that you know tulsi will affect the chances of fertility uh, especially in men uh, have you observed anything or do you have any comment on that please leaflets of tulsi consumption per day will won't cause anything if it is consumed in a large doses for a longer duration then it may have a chances but 
consuming that one that long it is not by accidental it is by voluntarily so it is your choice for what reason you are consuming so much of tulsi that is a big question this tulsi will be prescribed by a doctor in a specific dosage form and that such dosage forms won't cause you any untoward incidents so, somebody has asked can onion and garlic be consumed daily or are they only meant for medicinal purpose only garlic and onion is been consumed by people on daily basis since ages across the globe in various dishes they are using it and nothing to worry but only thing is that remember onion is somewhat okay but garlic is much stronger tikshna in nature so it has to be taken in right sense otherwise it may cause some irritability by increasing the pitta it is a very stimulant and it increases pitta to a large extent so it may not be suitable for every person but consuming garlic doesn't cause any much problem there are people they are using it garlic every day since ages i have seen nothing to worry this question had come from a reader previously saying that toothpastes market them powerfully and brush your teeth first thing in the morning is told but ayurveda says drink two glasses of water before brushing because mouth is alkaline which is correct so does ayurveda really uh, prescribe drinking water right up early in the morning uh, your comments on that sir see ayurveda very clearly said there is a usha pana one concept early morning after getting up attending the nature calls then afterwards it is usha pana it is said but typically that usha pana has to be done through the nose not through the mouth so that entirely it's a debatable thing but whether it's a cleaning the teeth by using the neem sticks or something like that it's always good and nothing to nothing harm in it and if you consume water also it is not going to cause bacteria present in the stomach get get automatically destroyed by the hydrochloric acid present in that so nothing to it is not going to harm you anyway but only thing is that it is better to use a neem sticks or something like the traditional dantamanjan or the tooth powder what we use to clean it and any toothpaste it is a technically an westernized or a chemical based thing to that any ayurveda extract is added doesn't become ayurvedic it's only a ayurveda principle added to the toothpaste and it will definitely have the toothpaste base chemical effects will be there on the body it is better use powders as it is for the brushing another question is with dengue season coming can i can taking giloy for a few months be helpful generalized guduchi we are consuming it it is for the purpose of rasayan and all those things but when dengue comes and a specific dosage is taking is different as a precautionary thing taking something is different nowhere it is claimed that if you are consuming guduchi you will not get the affected by dengue that is that claim is become once again unscientific it is not possible and dengue can happen if it is happen then accordingly treatment planning should be done and while doing the treatment planning guduchi is one of the important drug of choice then what is the best way to consume garlic is boiling the garlic in the milk and drinking the milk is it a good idea definitely it is a good idea and it is what ayurveda has shirapaka a very clear one and the reason behind that is garlic is having a very tikshna penetrating property and to reduce that penetrating property to some extent by using the madura and snigdha dravya that is dukta that is the milk that's why it is boiled in the milk and it is consumed and that 
type of kshirapaka, uh, lashuna kshirapaka, we call it in technically, and that is a very, very good for the vata as well as it is very good for even arterial blockages and it can be taken. A person is 63 years old, having a knee joint pain, he is diabetic and hypertensive. So what are the basic precautionary measures to support his joints can be? Control his uh, diabetic panel or the blood sugar levels that has to be maintained if in a understandable or acceptable uh, levels or standards. Point number two is regularly applying oil externally because 63 years of age and it is in the Vata period and definitely there will be naturally Vata influence on the various locomotive and the joint type of things. So it is better you understand that Abhyanga with a particular oil, maybe Kshirabala Taila or even the Balashwaganda Taila or something like that. Uh, oil application, if such oil application has to be done regularly and for some time then uh, with the hot water bath definitely will improve over a period of time. Then if the person 63 years age, if doesn't have any other issues like that, then it is consume a pure ghee every day in a diet. One spoon of it will definitely going to support the joint. So that can be maintained provided he should have a control over blood sugar levels. Okay, another question. How to maintain muscle strength in a person who is 71 years old? Once again, the same thing, Abhyanga, because all these things are happening because we are lost the idea of using Abhyanga. Ayurveda says Abhyanga Mithyam Acharet. Abhyanga should be done every day. Oil massaging every day before bath is a must thing. But unfortunately, we are lost that ideology and even the technique of doing it or even the information about that. You start doing it regularly, oil massage before taking bath and you observe the changes, the muscle strength will also be automatically retained. So along with that, minimum Vyayama, whatever it is required to maintain the muscle strength because it's just simple oil can be used, maybe sesame oil if you get it or if you are getting a coconut oil that is also good or even the sarshapataila or the mustard oil that is also good. So all these they are even have a, of any Ayurvedic brands by consulting a doctor you can take it for like Kshirabala Taila or even the Balashwaganda Taila or something like that, even the Dhanvantara Taila. Such type of oils are very good to maintain the muscle strength and you can go for Abhyanga with them. And it may be not only for 17 years, it may be for any number of years, any number of people, it is always good. Of course, once the person is above 50, he is entering to the water dominant age group. So automatically tissue damages will start occurring. So in order to reduce that tissue damaging or postponing the tissue damages, Abhyanga is one of the important factors it has to be done. So Abhyanga will definitely improve your muscle strength. And once muscle strength is improved, automatically bone strength is also increased. So, okay, thank you very much for all the questions and making this interactive. Thank you very much, Guru Raja, sir, for your participation. Thank you, Janardhan.